first I want to start off with asking y'all, uh, how's life going? Life is amazing. Um, we're building new stuff. We got school going, doing music, um, helping a bunch of people. Feeling great. Yes, life is fantastic. I can't believe that I'm like looking for new dreams to chase um, my dreams coming true. Yeah. And I want to ask you guys this question. Um, it doesn't matter who goes first, but uh, what drew you guys to music um, early on? Like, what what was the inspiration behind uh, being in the music industry? I'm just loving music. Um, just being a fan of music and growing up <laughs> doing music with my family. I come from a mutual family. You know, pop played piano, a whole family son. So it was in my DNA to just learn music. And as a kid, I learned all the you know, Motown songs, and I just learned so many songs on my instrument, the piano, and I just, just, I just grew the love for it. And for me, it was women, it was girls and money. It was those two things, and I just was genetically predisposed to be musically talented because I didn't grow up doing music or singing or nothing, um, and I had no plans or ambition whatsoever. <laughs> Hello? I just want to make sure you guys stood there because I had, it seemed like it went in and out for a second. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely get that. And I want to, I want to say this, uh, both of you, the two of you have worked with so many, um, names as far as artists goes. Uh, but if you guys could tell me who has been your favorite artist, uh, to work with so far? Uh, so far, uh, geez, that's a good one. I love Snoop Dogg and James Fowler. <laughs> yeah, I love James. Nice. <laughs> talented and creative and clever and attractive and smells good and dances well. That's my favorite artist. Nice. And because I have to ask this, uh, dream collaboration, if you guys could work with one artist that you haven't got a chance to work with, um, which artist would that be? Mine would be Prince. Ooh. You said Prince? That's a nice one. Mine yeah. would be Prince, yeah. You know who I want to work with, dude? I want to work with Paula Cole. You heard of that artist? Uh, I have. I, I think I, I have. But I'm not too familiar. But I have heard her. Name. She says, I don't want to wait for our lives. Yeah. <laughs> I want to work for her. Nice. <laughs> so I we'll have to get into the 1500 Sound Academy. So I just want to, uh, you know, say congratulations on everything. I just want to say this, though, too. Um, so you guys founded um, the, the 1500 Sound Academy. Um, and what exactly, how did the name uh, 1500 Sound Academy come about first off? So 1500 was a band first, and that has a, um, its own story. But because of the band 1500, which Lawrence can tell you as the founder more about how it started, but we, we named the school after the band because, like, our experience um, with music came through, like, that band church and then getting band experience. So it really just made the most sense to um, 
name the school after that because what we learn from those experiences are what we're trying to teach the students about. So they're interested about where the actual name is. I'll give you the short story of how we got our name. We were church band years ago. Um, the cool thing about our band, we play every instrument and we get all push instruments. We were playing for Bobby Valentino for free at the time. And we wanted us to do a gig for Def Jam and um, we needed to get paid because we were broke. And we told him we were going to cost 1500 or nothing. And he was like, okay, what's, you guys, your name, what's the name of the band? And we looked at him and said, 1500 or nothing. And we started a musical game. That's what it's been, but it's way more zeros now. Nice. Yep. And so with the Academy, uh, you guys are prepping students to become the next biggest thing in the biz. Uh, what do you want students, and either one of you guys can ask the question first, but what do you want students to walk away with um, when they leave the Academy? What do you want them to uh, embody mostly? I want the students, or we all want the students, to leave knowing the value of education, like how much how much information can equal money in your life. We want them to know that the, the music business is a service business, which leads mm -hmm. to the last thing you want them to know is the value of, of handling your business well and being the best person you can be because of how it affects it, it affects the um, the span of your career and the success you can even have a, have access to. Because a lot of people think that you can be this piece of shit asshole, and you can, you know, you can do that in life, but your goal, you know, a lot of what people think is that the goal is money, but actually what you want is what the money can buy. You want happiness. And so like, we really want them to leave here knowing the value of being able to study and learn and apply what you're learning assume they're going to be successful and be the best person to do the best business you can because that's going to give you the best outcome. Yeah. And so I also saw that you guys uh, partner with Yes I Can to help children with disabilities. Um, how does it feel uh, to be able to help children with special needs? I think that's awesome, by the way. Man, thank you. Go ahead. Wow. I mean, it's, it's a blessing being able to help people with special needs. And to be totally honest, um, some of these kids with special needs are smarter than um, We had uh, a couple of those students that have perfect pitch and literally could, I could scream and they could tell me what key is in. So they have a different gift that That's awesome. you know, other people got. And it's really just amazing to, to see. How, how amazing they are. Yeah, working with Yes I Can is, is my favorite partnership, honestly, because, um, mm -hmm. you know, like an unexpected side effect, like our goal was to just to, to help people that were starting off to equip them to chase their dreams, but something that has come out of this is like this community and and these relationships that they have um, amongst the students. And so seeing the special needs to, because the goal for anyone that comes here is to get opportunity to, to become employed and chase your dreams. So watching the special needs students um, forming relationships and, you know, working relationships and, and, and friendships and hanging out and making music with everybody is, like, really um, proving the concept that they can do the same thing in the workforce. And so that's really exciting to be a part of that. It's, it's like, my favorite. It's both of our favorite part of this. I'm so blessed. That's so awesome. And 
you guys are also doing um, working with the Los Angeles Urban League, uh, where you guys fund scholarships for aspiring African Americans and under um, other underdeserved uh, communities of music students. Um, how does it feel also to give back to the community uh, in that way with scholarships? I mean, it feels great because we are really from the community. You know, James is really from Inglewood. I'm really from Los Angeles, and we we really never left the hood, <laughs> even though we don't live in the hood. You know, we always have a studio here. We always make sure we had a place to where, you know, it was a kind of place where people could come and, and build a community together and, and you know, and fellowship the music and helping each other. So it, it's, it's amazing being able to, you know, to help our own people. That's so awesome. And I want to ask, I'm sorry, were you uh, still going? No, I'm going. Oh, okay, okay. So I wanted to ask this question. If you guys can name, uh, and either one of you can uh, kind of answer the question, but if you can name one song uh, that describes your life at this very moment, which one song would it be? Um, my song would be um, uh, What a Wonderful World. Louis Armstrong. <laughs> it really talks about how things are good and bad, but they're also beautiful, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Part of other people's dream chasing life. That's that's my song. What a wonderful world. And I I gotta think about that. I'll take that. All right, and I want to ask you guys this as well, uh, because obviously you're in the music industry, and I'm, you know, just like me, you guys love music. So I want to ask you guys, what do you think the uh, hip hop industry is uh, right now? Do you think the industry is elevating, or the industry is staying stagnant? It depends if you mean creatively or or professionally. Like um, the music business has a trajectory, and then the creative part has a trajectory that I have. As a whole. <laughs> Huh? I would say as a whole, uh, do you think do you think the um, hip hop community is elevating or staying stagnant? I think um, I think they're doing well. I think we got a bunch of people trying random shit, and um, some of it is just like you know breaking the ground because we're finding out that yeah. we like some of this weird hippie things we're doing. And then uh, I think we have some young people that are really dedicated to preserving the art of rap. You know, we got people that's really studying punchlines and, and rhyme schemes. And even, like, the development of battle rap over the years has turned into, you know, more of an art form than it was when we were young. So I think the even though people always going to have shit to say about creativity, but I think yeah. we're seeing... I think really we need to worry about R&B because the rap niggas then came in and took over the whole day. They are R&B singers now. Like, it ain't all these R&B niggas doing some other shit because the future is the R&B. Today's R&B, like, you know, we keep it in real. Future? Like, oh, wow. Future and you know, all these niggas that sing, these niggas are little babies singing. Like, Young Thug is a singer. Like, these niggas sing. So serious. Like if you put an auto tune on it, you got notes, so you're doing melodies, these niggas like if you listen to the Young Thug, Chris Brown album, Young Thug sounds good. Mm -hmm. That nigga yeah. is singing well. <laughs> he sounds better than some professional singer. Right. So if anything I would say they the niggas I need to be paying attention, but I, I think rappers developing 
much better than everybody is, is complaining. Like if you if you look at yeah. the whole shit, is is it is growing, and you know if you don't like how they're growing, then that shit's not for you. But you know I love some of these new niggas uh, that I hear this weird shit they're doing. Because and, and, once you get past <laughs> the fact that it's different, and you start understanding it, then you you're able to identify why it's good. If you don't know, if all you hear when you listen to trap music is all of these food punchlines, they always like you do. <laughs> then you're not going to yeah. understand, like, oh, this shit is actually good. They actually are clever. And, and, you know, I mean, even some of the TikTok shit. I think the, the biggest problem I'm done after this is that a lot of the whole, like, world is looking at social media and thinking that that equals global um, priority and global success. And the uh, things that are popular on TikTok are not typically touring the, the world. They're not going to Germany and going to Ber- uh, going to uh, the Netherlands, going to Asian countries and all these places where you actually get all the money that you expect as an artist. And so I think that there's still a few for people that want to do classic style rap, because those are the people that sort of, like, if you look at uh, you know, Kendrick, J. Cole, people that's rapping, rapping, got the big global numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and also, like, Redman, Redman, all these kind of niggas are still touring the world uh, doing that shit. And so if I was an artist, I would be looking at that because that's where the money is at is on the road. So I would be trying to make sure I can appeal to a global audience, which TikTok is a global digital audience, but that's not necessarily translating into ticket sales. It's bigger money than streaming for an individual. And my last question for you guys. Um, so there's a lot of hip-hop music releasing this year. Uh, which album or which artist are you most excited um, to release music uh, this year? I know J. Cole is supposed to be dropping an album. Um I think, if I'm not mistaken, I do know that J. Cole is dropping something, but I just want to know uh, which artists are you guys most excited about in the hip-hop uh, community? Um, I want to hear a little Dark album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited, I'm excited about, about this album, so I'm not sure. Uh, the new people. Which album? I'm into, uh, I'm into, uh, Little Uzi. Little Uzi. Okay. Oh, you know who else I'm into? Ironically, um, after all of their back and forth on the internet, it's Sauce Walker. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Those are yeah, ironically I, two of my favorite. I've heard albums. a few songs. <laughs> I've heard a few songs about Sauce Walker. Yeah, Sauce Walker is hard as fuck. Like, man, he's so good. Yeah, I've checked out. I checked out some of his uh, his uh, tracks. Uh, but yeah, listen to this song today. Listen to that song. Without you. Without you by Sauce Walker. Yeah, because Sauce Walker got a bunch of just random like Houston sounding yeah. songs. But he, every every ten songs, which that's not bad. I love that shit too. But every ten songs, he does a real rap. Song. And yeah. You gotta listen to how well he can rap. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I don't think he realizes. And he really needs to focus on that. <laughs> I like uh, Thank you, guys. I like that. <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you guys uh, so much for doing this interview today. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. And um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you guys so much again. Thanks. Yeah, thank you.